life is rough. But starting your days with him, with G-O-D, the path will get just a little bit clearer. Welcome to Morning Devotional with Imani. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? How's it popping? How's it cracking? And in the words of such a beautiful spirit, baby, how is it percolating? Miss Gloria, shout out to you, fam. You always made sure we were good in the fresh at USM. Always, every single person who came up to you, you spread light and you spread love over all of us. Thank you for the covering. We appreciate it. All right, so check this out. Last week was so great, so busy, and I'm so glad that I don't have to go to work until later tonight because I'm so tired. And it was really by my own design, and I have to do better about making sure that I'm taking care of myself because there's only one of me. And regardless of all of the things that I'm involved in, if I don't keep myself well and together, you know, they can find somebody else <laughs> just to be honest as possible uh, you're the only you you've got you're the only you you have got so please take care of yourself all right we are into step three of the flip side of forgiveness y'all have been such troopers thank you for your feedback comment on apple podcast if you are listening via apple podcast leave a comment leave a review for your girl let me know about it i'll get those too so this is step three right we have gone over two other steps because clearly that's really how it should go there's a one a two and then the third right so the first step was own the hurt you caused second step ready for receipt and now we're on the third step and these steps are coming from Catherine albig's four steps to putting the past behind you now she's named hers different things but i named mine a little a little differently based on what we're going to talk about today so today's step all right Catherine girl she has we get a new heart and a new mind okay that's Catherine's step my step though It's called Fresh Fire, Fresh Heart. Isn't that lit? That is so lit. Fresh Fire, Fresh Heart. Because in order for you to really put the past behind you, you really got to burn everything. All the stuff that you had before with a fresh fire, fresh anointing, you've got to get rid of it so that you can utilize your fresh heart that God has finally given to you. So... Remember, our overlapping scripture for all of our steps is 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. And I'm going to read the King James Version. Or as my, um, my pastor from my childhood, Pastor Carlos Wilson, would like to say, the King James rendering, you should find these words. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation of or for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So basically, that's just saying, hey, we know you're going to mess up. 
it's like a PSA. Like God is giving you a PSA. We know you're going to mess up. We gave you free will. We're just letting you know that I sent my son, Jesus Christ. He came down here. He lived the life for 33 years. Then he bled and died on the cross on Calvary. And you're covered. Okay? It's like when people tell tell you that all expenses paid vacation. Okay, well, you got an all expense paid ride. A free ride, free tuition to um, heaven kingdom um streets are paved with gold and university and it's because of this guy jesus the ultimate benefactor he went on calvary and did it all for us all of us who really get it wrong every day honestly and we act the fool but jesus died for us anyway so that's great right <laughs> so the scripture for today though is coming from colossians Verse, no, Colossians chapter three, verses one through four. So Colossians is an epistle, which is a letter that Peter, Lord, I'm calling out the wrong one. Paul, here we go. That Paul wrote to the Colossians. Now here's the, here's the deal about what was going on. So Paul is writing this letter to the, to the people, uh, the Colossians, right? And it's because there's been so many people coming into where they live Colossier, right? Doesn't that sound, doesn't that sound like something else? <laughs> um, but he was writing to them because there were false prophets coming into their town and telling them that everything that they were teaching about Jesus Christ was wrong. And so these people probably mad the Pharisees upset because Jesus is really coming down and doing what he said he was going to do. And so they're false. These false prophets, prophets are coming in and they're like, Jesus is whack. The things he's doing is not true. Uh, cause they, there's no social media. Um, there was no news. This was all by word of mouth. And so the beauty and the danger in hearing things by word of mouth is that there's nothing that you can do as the receiver of that information to prove them wrong because you don't have any evidence. You have their personal <clears throat> their personal account. Now, if you had also been in the same place to refute what they're saying, then you might be able to be like, you know what? Nah, I didn't hear that. But these people are hearing about what Jesus is doing, right? The Pharisees or the false prophets, whomever are coming into Colossae. And they're saying, you know what? Jesus didn't really do any of that stuff. What we're saying is true. Bada bing, bada boom, leading you down the path of darkness. And you don't even know because I'm a, 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 a wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay. I want you to keep paying me overpriced taxes. I want you to keep being an indentured servant. That's what I want you to keep doing because I don't want to disrupt the, the status quo, which is really what Jesus is doing and what Jesus has done. Because when he died on Calvary for all of our sins, he disrupted every single status quo that was there. We're all covered. We're all new creatures in Christ. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're on the same playing field. And that's for today too. We're all in the same playing field, y'all. We are all children. We are all members of the body of Christ. And yeah, God gives us different elevations based on the work and the things that he would like for us to do in the past that he has us on. But inherently, in getting to the root of it all, we're all children of the body of Christ. So remember that. So in Colossians, right? He's got it into four chapters or 
whoever decided to print this Bible in King James Version has it in four chapters. You know, there's all this whole big debate. But in the four chapters, the first one covers walk worthy of the Lord. See, this is what I like about my Bible. I have a King James Bible that I got from my graduation from high school. And in this Bible, let me see who it's made by. It's the Holy Bible containing Old and New Testaments authorized King James Version. It's um, self-pronouncing red letter edition. And it's printed by Thomas Nelson. So if you are looking for a Bible, I really like this one. It's in King James Version. Um, but with each chapter at the beginning, it'll tell you kind of what's going to be inside of your chapter. So they have it broken down. Thank you, Thomas Nelson. Um, the first chapter is Walk Worthy of the Lord. The second is present in the spirit. Third, seek the things which are above and four, walk in wisdom. So in in this letter, Paul is writing to the members of Colossae and he's saying, hey guys, this is what you need to be doing. We're using Paul's wisdom here. Paul knows. Paul's been walking with God. He's been walking with Jesus Jesus Christ. He knows what's up. And he knows that these people are coming in and whispering in their ears and trying to tell them that they're not worthy. But he's just like, okay, well, no, that's not what we're doing. So this letter to, to the Colossians is really to let them know, hey, Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus died and his death on the cross reconciled everything he reconciled all these things to himself making the believers alive to God and setting them on the path of right living this proper view of Jesus Christ served as an antidote for the Colossian hearsay as well as building a block for Christian life and doctrine both then and now and that is from Chuck Swindle's overview of Colossians off of insight.org and guys I will provide these links so you can go back and read them for yourself because I'm all I'm always a big proponent of no matter what is said go back and research it for yourself see if what you get from it and what God tells you is what's coming from the word if that lines up so that little tidbit about Jesus being the head of the church and um and making believers alive to God that's from Chuck Swindles again Chuck Swindles overview of Colossians So Paul is trying to help them out. Like, hey, this is not what's up. And as someone who's going through the process of being forgiven and the flip side of forgiveness and putting the past behind you, it's important to get to this step because if not, you will get stuck on step one, owning the hurt you caused and you will not be able to be a new creature. We have to realize that ultimately we have to apologize to God. Okay, we have really upset him, and this is just me believing that we've upset him because we've disrespected or dishonored his creation. Whoever it is that you have hurt or harmed, they were seen in God's image as something that was good. And then you did whatever you did. But please note that after you own the hurt you cause, And you're ready to receive whatever it is that God has for you. Getting to this step is almost, you're almost at the celebration party. Okay, guys, you're on your junior year of the four steps of forgiveness. That's where you are right now. So fresh fire, fresh heart. You got to get rid of that stuff 
Take it out and get you a new heart, get you a new perspective. God has done that for you. So you need to walk in that. And I know it's difficult because when you're going through your process and all of these steps, this is internal. So the people who are around you and maybe even the people who you have hurt, they will see it in a different light because they're going to want you to grovel and to come to them to ask forgiveness constantly. And really, if that's what's going on, then they don't want to forgive you. They just want to keep you in the position and where you were whenever you hurt them. So be mindful of those people, okay? If they really don't want to forgive you and they just want you to continuously walk around with your head down, that's not the way that God wants us to live. So don't allow someone to put you in that position. Just a little nugget for you. Uh, let's see. Okay, yeah. So we're at fresh fire, fresh heart. You get a new mind, a new everything. God makes us a new creature. Yeah, you sin, you sin, you ask, ask forgiveness, and then you walk in your new life. So walking in that new life also means that you got to get rid of the temptation or the desire to go up to that temptation and say, hey, <laughs> I like that. Let's do that again. No, we're not doing that again. When you ask forgiveness, you are saying, okay, I saw that I did wrong. And I know that I need to fix it. And now here I am. I'm a new creature. And knowing that you're new means that you shouldn't do the same things that you've done before. Because then you'll be the creature you were before. And not the new one. You got it? So your entire attitude and mindset has to change. You might still be tempted, but your heart and mind are in this new setting. And so with this, you have to really rely on God and ask God to help you through it. So let's go to the scripture now. We're at Colossians chapter three, verses one through four. And it says, and we're going to read King James Version, NLT Version and NIV, guys. Remember, because it's good to start with the King James. If you need some further um, clarification, you can go to the other ones just to see if you can make it simpler. And it reads, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. That's King James. And now we're to NLT. That's the New Living Translation, if you didn't know. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things on earth. For you, for you died to this life and your new life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you share in all his glory. That's a good one. And now we're in NIV. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. You. You died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you shall all also appear with him in glory. Now, as I've read these three, the King James, the NLT, and the NIV, my favorite one is the NLT version. And I'll read it again. 
and I'll tell you why I like it. So since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with God, with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. The reason I really, really, really like this scripture and this uh, translation is because of this line here. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. We walk our lives and we do these things and sometimes we hurt people and we need forgiveness and when we're in need of that and we recognize what we've done and we say, God, okay, I'm ready to receive um, this fresh fire, this fresh anointing. I'm ready to receive this new heart that you promised me I could have if I apologize and I ask for forgiveness genuinely. So you've done step one and you've done step two. It's saying that when you do that and God has created a new creature, you are, you're getting rid of that old life. You've died. Now, this doesn't mean a physical mortality. The you you were before you decided you needed to be forgiven. The you you were before you decided to really walk with Christ and to do what it is that he said for you to do. The you you were when you were wilding and profiling for everybody else but God, that's the you that has to die. That's the you that has to be engulfed in the fresh fire. And then it says your real life that's good. That's good stuff. Your real life, the one that you're really meant to walk in, the one where God is going to give you all these blessings and God is going to make these doors bust wide open, swing wide open. God is putting your name in the mouths of people in rooms in which you have not even walked in. That life, that real life, that real life is with Christ in God. That's where you want to be, y'all. That's where you want to flourish. That's where you want to get in. That is your junior year of Jesus Christ, heaven in the clouds, city, streets of gold, university. I'm pretty sure I just renamed that college, but whatever. That's where you want to be. So that is our scripture for today. Let's move on to our song. So our song today is God is Good, Jonathan McReynolds. Now, y'all, this is off of the Make Room album. And I play this song and I have played this song all day because, and I say all day, it's only 1025, but it's been all day really because I've been up since eight working on this. I like this song because it's a testament to the difficult things in life and how even though things might be difficult let it show that God is good because you might be in your bad place that place where you need to be forgiven but all that struggle and all that dirt and all that all that desert and all that valley and all that place where you need to be <clears throat> For God to be able to break you down and to then say, okay, here's your new creature. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted to be in me. And guys, I just started a new devotional that's on the Bible app. It's called Easter. There's more to the story, which is in um, 
it was presented to me by uh Amani Harris. We share the same name. <laughs> um she has a a group called Sincere Women. And in this, she continuously encourages people um, to walk in the path that God has set for them, though it might be hard and though it might not be the way that we want it to go. We just stay rooted in him, which is what I believe as well. And both of our names mean faith, by the way, just in case you didn't know. It's also the seventh day of Kwanzaa. Just a little tidbit. Swahili. Bow. You got some more knowledge. Bam, bam. Um, But it's Easter, there's more to the story in the devotional from yesterday, and then there's a devotional from today. I can't pull it up really fast, but um, it really coincides with this devotional for today. So the song says, may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should And may your bad days prove that God is good. May your whole life prove that God is good. And it just repeats that over and over. It's really like a like a song of encouragement. It's at the very end of Make More Room, but the scripture, no, I I do this every time. This the song lyric of emphasis is it's two of the lines. It says, May your troubles show that you need God. And then it skips the second one. And then it says, and may your bad days prove that God is good. And in that simple sentence, it's really saying that whenever you need forgiveness and whenever you are in the pit and in the stink of whatever it is that you've conjured up, whatever it is that you messed up, all that bad stuff that you've done that you as a follower of a Christ, a follower of Christ knew that you should not have done or even if you're not a follower of Christ and you've just been out here wilding and profiling and just messing up people's lives own your stuff now but when you're there God can still use you and he can sometimes it'll be of God's design he'll break you down so that you can see that, hey, you've been out here doing what you what you want to do, and it's not going so well for you. I need you to pay attention. God has a funny way of getting your attention, that's for sure. But in all of that, let your bad days prove that God is good. Come out with your testimony. Things will happen, and things will be bad. That's life. But... And life is rough, like I say at the beginning. <laughs> life is rough. But use that as your, a part of your testimony. Yeah, I have bad days. Yeah, and this is me sharing my personal testimony right now. Yeah, some days my anxiety gets through the roof. I do suffer with anxiety and depression. Some days my anxiety attacks just really debilitate me. And I can't move. And I can't get out of the bed. And I'm crying entirely too much but I use that and I use that as a part of my testimony because my anxiety and my depression um, they make it hard for me to to get out of the cycle of needing to be forgiven they they make it hard for me to come out of the flip side of forgiveness whenever I'm the one who's done something wrong because I try so hard to be a good person and to do what it is that God wants me to do. But I'm human and I still make mistakes. 
And I do need to be forgiven for things that I do and things that I say, because um, if those of you who personally know me, um, I'm liable to say just about anything. So sometimes it won't be received well. And I have to ask for forgiveness. But with my anxiety and my depression, it's very hard for me. I feel like, you know, the people in my life don't want me to be there anymore if I've done something to them. And really, I just need to talk to them because, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm human and I make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that they won't love me anymore. But sometimes it's hard for me to realize that. And that's why I go see my therapist. <laughs> um, but sometimes it makes it hard to get out of that cycle. So step three is very important. May your bad days prove that God is good. So step, step three, fresh fire, fresh heart. You want that fresh anointing. Remember our scripture, the overlapping scripture for all four steps is 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. And the scripture for today is Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I feel good. Thank you, God, for using me as your vessel. And I pray that everyone who is under the sound of my voice, whether you be going to your different destinations, going to work, getting ready for class, chilling at your house, whatever it is. I pray that you've received something that you needed for a while and that God was able to speak to you through me. And as you walk your life, remember that as a Christian and as someone who's a faith walker, And as someone who is representing Christ, remember that sometimes you are the only Bible that people will read. And they read your actions before they read your words. So be mindful of that. Everything you go through is part of your testimony, so don't be ashamed. And get to step three, y'all. Get that fresh fire, that fresh heart, be a new creature in God, and your life going to be lit. This has been today's morning devotional with Imani. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys again whenever God says, Imani, it's time to talk. Y'all have a good day.